Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. 
Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. You know I love music, and every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move, it makes me want to have fun, but it's something about this joint right here, this joint right here, it makes me want to, let it go, can't let this thing called up get away from you, feel free right now, go do what you want to do, can't let nobody take it away from you.
and white America have been creating an environment that is not conducive to a peaceful living for people of color. And we have to readjust, seem to be trying to make the norm for us. We cannot get used to white America shooting us in the streets, both by police officers and by the general public. We have to fight our way through this scenario that has been created by people who seemingly don't understand or don't want to share the American dream with us. There seems to be too many stories of African Americans being exploited and made to be ashamed of their color are being told that they don't have the same rights as people of the European persuasion. So at some point, we have to uh, put a halt to what is seemingly being pushed on those of us who were born in the 60s and now who our children are finding themselves faced with a different America than the one we were born into, the one that we fought against, but yet is is just as deadly. They're not using ropes anymore. <laughs> uh, they're not uh, having hangings on Sundays, but our blood is still no less on the street. And they're no longer, they're not even, they're still not willing to hold themselves accountable. I want you to think back to the 60s and uh, beyond where white men just did not feel as though they had to worry about being prosecuted or put in jail for the life of people of color without thinking about it. So somehow we're reliving the same thing right now today. And it can't be tolerated when there are states that put in place legislation that allows it to be easier to pull the trigger on us. So yesterday I, I sent out quite a few videos. And not only did I send out the video about the young man being killed outside of the convenience store, but I sent out two other uh, videos where a woman got, a black female got 20 years for standing her ground. And if it was not for the appeals court, she'll be still in jail today. And another black man got a white guy put his hands around the throat of a black man, and he got eight years. So tell me how is it that these people got time for the uh, things that they did, but this white man who just got pushed down got to go home. See, these are the 
inadequate ways that the laws treat us differently. Uh, so, D, I'm going to reach out to you first, and I hope you, you know, we had a conversation, and I hope you watch those. So to see how truly unbalanced Florida is dealing with their right to stand your ground. So, in fact, the the law should be white people can stand their ground, uh, but nobody else can. Well, good evening, James, and uh, thank you for your time again to come on the show and uh, bringing us to some awareness of uh, what's going on in our nation. Uh, I, I did watch the, the, the video, uh, the one on uh, the subject matter yesterday, but uh, you and I t- spoke about the other incident, and uh, it's just a sheer reminder that the double standard is alive and well. I like the way you uh, opened up your program this, this afternoon uh, when you spoke about uh, how our children uh, are forced to deal in an environment that's hostile to them. Uh, they're actually in a quiet manner right now. Uh, you know, we that was born in the 60s, 50s and the 60s, uh, we have a different mentality on how to deal with what's going on. Children are caught up in a quagmire. Um, so there are the ones that that are being victimized for the most part. Uh, you know, you spoke about how back in the 50s, uh, uh, a person of, of, of the European persuasion uh, did not have the fear of uh, going to uh, jail for lynching a man. A personal coast, but now not only is he not lynching them, uh, they're not even standing trial anymore. They're not even standing trial. They don't even have the uh, the right of due process, so it seems anymore. Um, um, the police have taken the role of being executioner and judge, and now the citizen. Are, are, are part of that equation. So, yeah, uh, there's a reason to be outraged. Uh, we have to come to some kind of contentional plan where we get we can actually deal with this on a unified level because it's getting out of hand and uh, the, and the future looks bleak uh, in some respect. Thank you, James. Uh, Nate, I, uh, I'm going to come to you. And I'm going to be a little bit unfair to you, Nate, and set up a scenario uh, because I want, I know how much you truly love your mother and your sister. And I want you to tell me that you would not have reacted in the same way had some white man accosted your sister or mother complaining about them being in an improper parking space and uh, what would have been your reaction or your behavior after coming out a door and seeing this man screaming at your mother or sister as you came down uh, from the store with your five year old child and knowing you had an infant in the car so I'm just asking you because you weren't here yesterday 
what kind of reaction would you have had related to this man feeling it, it was okay for him to just jump out of his car and start talking to this woman as though he was the authority uh, in, in around town? Oh, first of all, good evening. Can you hear me, James? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, I just want to make sure because I got a headset on while I'm driving. Um, the other day, I rushed out of Ocala because my mom's house caught on fire just to make sure she was okay. So if I'm coming out of a store and seeing somebody up in my mom's face, yes, I'm going to react the same way that guy acted. If not, I would have swung on him. Wouldn't even give him an opportunity to push, um, to pull out a weapon. So it's not that's not being unfair to me. That's what I would have done. I would have reacted the same way, if not uh, in a more aggressive uh, manner. So, so yeah, I, 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 I have no, I have no problem with him acting the way he did because all he saw was his lady was in some type of trouble and everything like that. So he, he did what we supposed to do. He, he, he was protecting her. And I think that is what we Nate, innately. We are born and raised uh, to be the men in our family. You know that Farrakhan say, if a man will not protect his his wife's family, uh, then he don't even have the right to uh, to have a wife or a family. So if you are right. not able right. or willing to sacrifice yourself for your wife or family, then you shouldn't be given one. So I'm just saying this man was within two to three feet talking trash to this man's woman. And he responded in a way I thought was normal. As I keep looking at that over and over again, in fact, he didn't go beyond what was necessary. I agree with you 100%. And, um, that's what we've been wanting to talk all day long about, about a job. And they said that gentleman, and some people said that gentleman has a history of being confrontational like that. He sits in that same parking lot and looks for stuff. And every time you see something like this happen, check their history. It's always a history behind stuff. And if we're not careful, we're facing a genocide. You know, this kind of thing happened over there in Bosnia. And it, it, it's, it's like we're facing a type of genocide to get rid of us and everything because uh, I watched the video on the news and uh, that's that's how bad it was. It was on the news and I saw it and um, the guy was just waiting. He he was just waiting. I mean, you, you ain't that mad about somebody parking in a handicap sticker. I've been in a handicap uh, spot. I'm sorry. You know, you're not, no, nobody's that upset. I see that all the time and I'm not even that upset to the fact that you had to go confront somebody about it and everything. James, he was looking for a fight. He fought one because look how quick he, he he came off the trigger. He pulled that pistol out of his out of his out of his uh, belt or out of his pocket or out of his house, wherever. That was his first reaction. He was looking for um uh, uh, for trouble. He instigated it. And for my understanding, when it comes to standing your ground law, that's not standing your ground. You were the aggressor. So no. And he should be in jail right now. And and I'm appalled that he's not in jail. And anybody who just try to justify. That is dead behind wrong, and I'm sorry. Thank you, James. Cheryl, you were with us yesterday, and a, a number of people talked about in order to save ourselves, we're going to have to to behave 
and restrain ourselves uh, when we find ourselves in these situations. But when we have Nate talking about the fact that this man goes around looking for trouble, that he uh, inevitably found a person doing something that he could complain about. And uh, what Nate said is true. I mean, I've seen people park in those spaces before, and it is not my responsibility to go around and police a handicapped spot. So in this situation, the person who was responding abnormally was this white man who thought it was his job uh, to do something about where this person was parked. Good evening, and how's everyone doing? Um, I um I didn't have the opportunity. Um, I apologize to look at any of the um the videos, but um, you know, just listening to the conversation, I'm seeing somebody who, you know, just like Nate just been saying, this is a person that um look at the background of the individual and a person who is accustomed to this, you know, when they feel like they have authority over you and they feel like they can do this as though you are the child and they are the adult. But um, this is taught behavior. This is something that he's been taught. Um, the environment that he grew up in, it could be in the household. Um, and evidently this was something that was acceptable for him to do, you know, to do what he did and then to believe that it's okay. Now that's the main thing, to do it and then to believe that it's okay. Um, it almost makes, you know, just like you were saying, feeling like you're going back in time. But I got to say, again, that we've talked about many a times before, is that um, who we have in charge is almost gave people the okay to act in this way openly. Because it's not like people didn't feel or act that way before, but now they are more open with it. So um, this is another thing, a situation where a person who acts a certain way is now being exposed. And you write, this is not right at all. And what feel, makes him feel he's entitled to um, to get away with it. The thing I want to say to you, Cheryl, uh, and, and as we go to Joyce, Joyce, I'm, I'm saying to you, and I realize that we said this before, that... <laughs> Donald Trump has opened up a new opportunity for people who want to make America great again. What it actually means to them, they want to go back to a time where their white privilege allowed them to uh, to do these kinds of things. And that when they they said, uh, we need to look at this man's history, it is obvious that he took this opportunity to start up a fight. Now, he started up a fight with a woman who was the weaker, weaker vessel. 
and he may not have thought or knew that she had a band inside the store. Uh, but in the end, that was his 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 plan was to go around and try to take to create to create these animosities and this violence with other individuals. Good afternoon, everybody. Well, uh, apparently, I'm assuming that he did know because he, if if he questioned her about parking in a handicapped position, I have a handicapped position, and sometimes I walk with a cane and walk without. And what people got to realize that a lot of times a, a handicap might be certain things to certain people. Handicap means that you 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 might look like you normal, but then too that you might not be able to walk from your car to the door without falling out if you park far away. So it's a certain reason why they're handicapped. I would like to get back to what it is and what it seems and protecting your person. That's why he's dead. we got to start retraining ourselves on a situation. This is a new day and age. Now, we got to go back to when our ancestors a long, long time ago, our forefathers, they bit their lips. That's why our generation is here today discrediting a man in front of his woman, even raping his woman, but we are survival. We got to go back and survive a mode because now we got to do it in a different type of frame of mind. They know that they can trigger blacks, you to be set off. There are trigger words that are really throw you off the whoop. But we got to be smarter than that. We got to be able to think and deal with finesse. Sure, you would probably do that, what that other dude did, and that's why he's he's dead to this day. And I bet you, like his woman said, if you if you can rewrite the situation, this is how you all deal. You know how this white dude's gonna come out for you, and you know if they packing, you know you assume now that when you deal with a white person, they all packing. You might not be able to see it, but you got to see it in a frame of mind that they're packing and the way that you deal with them, talk to them to get out of the situation and then go back when you are on even ground. Even grounds mean that you're not face-to-face with a person who got a gun and you don't. So we got to get smart. You know, sure, things have changed. We got to look at it as a change. And we can now think the situation. So we'll not be genocide. Yeah, you're a target. You're a living target nowadays, and nowadays you got to be smarter than they are. They can, we cannot be so easily read. Uh, so that's what I have to say about that. Thank you. Uh, Dee, let me just say this, and I'm going to share this because you and I talked about it yesterday on off the phone. I want everyone here to know that, okay, this law, Daniel Brown law, is uh, – was created by the Florida legislators. Now, what was in their mind at the time they created this law, I cannot tell you. I can't tell you the year the law was created and why they felt it necessary to change what was already in place. But what I can tell you is that there are African Americans who thought they could use the Stand Your Ground law that were not allowed to in worse situations than the one that got pushed. There was a young lady in Jacksonville who had gotten beaten by her boyfriend in the past, and he found it necessary to her home uninvited. 
he and her, the two of them have a child between them, uh, but they were not together. This man forced his way into this woman's home, and she was had to leave her bedroom and flee to the garage where she had a weapon. And the prosecutor said she had an opportunity uh, to get away by leaving and going out of the garage. Stand your ground law. Why doesn't she have the right to retrieve her gun, go back in the house, and tell him to leave her property? She fired a shot that did not hit anyone. And she got convicted and was given 20 years in jail. And if it was not for the uprising and the backlash, she would have spent 20 years in jail. So I'm trying to tell you, you can't tell me any other, if you can't stand your ground at your own home, found that. And the only difference was this woman was black. And most of the successful stand your ground laws are being used by white Americans. So, D, after I gave you those couple of uh, stories where black people were not successful in using stand your ground, it lets you know how un- unequal this law is being used in our in our community. Think deep dropped off. Nate, what are your thoughts about that? Did you were you aware of that case in Jacksonville? No, I wasn't aware of that case in in Jacksonville at all. And uh, I, I was just the whole time you was talking. I was just, I was just saying, who was on that jury? What was that jury? Was it was that a was that a, a, a jury of her peers? Because I can't see nobody that was African American saying that, and, uh, that would convict her. That law. It, it, it's just a loophole for them. I'm sorry. That law is not successful. Anybody like, who's other than white has uh, tried to use that law, like you said, it has not been successful on any any occasion. I'm scared of that law. I'm, I'm so scared of that law that somebody could just come because they might get in a confrontation with me or if I do something they don't like, they just all willy-nilly uh, just to pull a pistol on me and shoot me. That law really does bother me, and it needs to be repealed or explain to a way that everybody understands. I really don't truly don't understand that law fully, but I'm aware of it. And I, one thing I do know, there's a lot of trigger-happy people out there. There's a lot of people out there that are very confrontational. And, and just like uh, what's called just said, we have to be smart. We can't get goaded into a situation and everything like that. Even though I would defend my mom and I will, but we still have to be smart because they, are, they have a law that's going to defend them. We don't have nothing to defend us. And, and I'm going to keep using this word genocide because that's what it is. And we have to be smart enough to realize that you may have the law, but we're going to be smarter than the law. We have to train ourselves not to get caught up in those situations and everything like that. But in that particular case there, I mean, 20 years, and and, and, and when went for the fact that somebody had, had to stand up and say this is wrong, should have been doing 20 years. How many times has that happened? And, that, and that's the thing that bothers me, is that they have laws in place to help them get rid of us. And I'm not going to give them the time of day to get rid of me and everything like that. Like I said, we were talking about that on the job today, and I was asking, 
some white folks, um, they version of everything like that. And I guess because the way they were looking at the, the look on my face, they were saying that, you know, it wasn't right, this and that. But I would love to be a fly on the wall when they're talking amongst each other how they truly feel, how you truly feel about that. Thank you, James. Well, Nick, let me ask you another question. How many people do you know and you've seen who got pushed to the ground and got back up and the fight was over? And so to think that just because you got pushed to the ground is enough to justify you firing and shooting at somebody, I've seen a lot of people get pushed. And uh, that's where the fight ends. Uh, So how can you assume that your life is in danger just from a push. Well, first of all, if you look at the video, he had time access that he reacted. He 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 reacted. His 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 his, his life was not in danger because his life was in danger. That dude would have been beating on him. He pushed him and still and, and backed off of him. As soon as that guy hit the ground, he came out with his pistol. He was looking for a confrontation. And like you said, how many times have we seen some people get pushed and pushed out and everything was over with? He didn't want to have it over with. He escalated the situation because he knew uh, um, um, that, 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 that trouble, he can brew trouble, and that's exactly what he did. And granted, the dude came out. He didn't understand what was going on. He saw his lady in trouble, and he, he wanted, to, uh, wanted to defend her. But dude, as soon as he hit the ground, as soon as he hit the ground, he pulled his weapon out, so that so so he was ready. So so it wasn't he, he wasn't in no he wasn't in no imminent threat. He was the imminent threat. Thank you. And Joyce, I'm telling you, uh, when we look at this, and you are so right, we know that there are white uh, Americans who are who are hiding their weapons, and in Florida. The, you're not required, you cannot openly carry your weapon. So they're hiding their weapons in their pockets and in their waistbands and going around uh, trying to start trouble because they got an understanding uh, and demented, they might be demented and they might be sick and they want to go around killing somebody and get away with it. Uh, So this man purposely put that weapon in his pocket and went around looking for trouble. And again, like Nate said, you know, what made him the the uh, handicapped police? And he's going around and he's yelling at this woman talking about, I got family members who are handicapped. His family members work with him. So that woman was not denying him anything, but he chose to create a situation so that he can reach in his pocket and shoot somebody. Correct. And that's, that's what's going on. And that's why we know that that's what is going on right now. And um, we're going to have to be smarter than what, what we are and stop letting our reaction. We got to start thinking first. Don't you know that when our ancestors who were slaves, what they did in front of their females or whatever, and they survived that, you got to bite your teeth on a lot of situations. Get away from out of body harm and then deal with it. You got to deal with them on their level. They believe in black and white, and that's what we have to start doing. Stop reacting so quickly. I know it's kind of hard to do, but this is the only way that we as a society is going to survive. 
and we cannot keep going back by what used to happen. We are in a new day and age. So what happened five years ago, ten years ago, two years ago? How long has Trump been in office? Well, what happened then within the time that he's in then and now a whole different ballgame? If you're looking at the news lately, what he's trying to do is move us towards a dictatorship because he's trying to bar all the people who talks about them or say a different opinion. He want to get rid of their, their, their authority. This dude is off the chain. So we, we're looking at certain things, but a whole a bigger picture is going on all around us, and we got to be smart. We really do have to get smart and stop reacting because if this is the case, if they know that they can get away with this, how many more students you think they're going to be doing, and then they're going to come more frequently? And what are we saying? Every day on the news, uh, every day on the radio, it shouldn't have happened because of this and this and that. My thing is is that you need some margin, change that law. I think what happened in the situation with the young lady going into the garage, what I'm assuming what the law and how they looked at that is that once she left that out of harm's way, for her to get the gun and go back into the home with the gun to do the shooting, that means that she brought deliberately brought herself back into to the situation. But by her removing herself out of the situation, going to the garage, had he followed her to the garage and she blew him away, then assuming then that's standing her ground. But once she went back into the home with, with her ammunition, then that means that she brought herself back with the intent. And this is how they're looking at it. I'm thinking like a white folks now. That, that's 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 how they read that, and that's that's why they got away with that, or what, what's tried to. And it just thank God that she had money or she had a voice for that situation not to happen. But, you know, uh, this is what we're, we're facing. We got to start thinking on our feet. Well, uh, it's obvious to me that the, the, the man in that situation, he was a lowlife uh, because here it was, he, inv- he invaded this woman's space. That was her home. He was not, it was not his home. But, uh, gee, let me just ask, you know, I, I brought it, uh, Nate, into the conversation, talking to him about how, you know, it doesn't take a genius to look at what we are seeing and coming to the conclusion that white America can use Daniel Graham but uh, blacks are not allowed to. That situation with the black man who who uh, went out to the park to tell uh, a white guy what he couldn't do uh, ended up with this white guy having his hands around this black guy's throat. And so now you tell me you can put your hands around my throat, but and I, I still can't shoot you. The black guy was an older guy. And he was given eight years. So you know, these are the things that you 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 say. You one person can stand their ground and get pushed and uh, fire a shot, but you somebody put their hands around your throat, and, but you can't use your weapon. Well, James, uh, something that you said, I got to expound on. Uh, it does. It does. It doesn't take a genius to see what it is that's going on, but it does take a genius to accept what's going on, and then to adapt to it and to act around it. And that's exactly what Miss Miss Joyce is talking about. 
That's exactly what Miss uh, Miss Audrey preached on yesterday. It takes a genius to see it, accept it for what it is, then adapt to it and act differently. We we can't be brought in into their arena and act the way to be so predictable and act the way that they know that we've been acting like. Now, case in point, you know, when Ms. Joyce speaks about our ancestors and how they had to, uh, what we call, uh, how they had to buddy up or whatever, however you want to put it, and to pretend that we are all right with what you say, boss. And it's just, just a pretend. It, it was a pretension just so we can live another day like she said, had it. Now, look, we all know that we have said, we saw roots. You know, we all have seen roots. And all those men have said, and I know we have, because I have said it too, if they had treated me like that, I would be dead. And sure enough, you would have been. Because you would have you would have fell into the man mode, into the uh, defense mode, and sure enough, you would have been dead. Now, now that the whip is no longer in fashion, and like you said, you you said it yourself, James. What they do, they want to control you, and they control you by you being predictable. All right. So the acceptance part is that we know in a short time, it hasn't even been two years yet, but this has been in the making for years. It just came to a point where they now have the permission to act out the way they've always wanted to act. Look, they are feeble-minded, feeble-minded. That's that's their thing, all right? They hate the way you walk. They hate the confidence you have. They hate the swagger you got. You know, when Obama uh, was elected president on on, a, uh, on Inauguration Day, he was walking down uh, the hall to be uh, part of the inauguration ceremony, and they hated the way he walked. You understand that? So, now, if you need a refresher course, what we should do, and I'm not trying to try to sway nobody on that religion. I'm just talking about as a course of what, what it is that we're dealing with. We need to go back and watch some of Farrakhan's old 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 speeches. We need to go back and watch some of his old speeches because, you know, in, in essence, they were and he was before his time. I saw him the other day. He said, "I tried to tell y'all." He did say that. I tried to tell y'all. I've been trying to tell y'all for thirty-five years, and and sure enough. So I'm just saying, uh, if if we want to get through this, uh, we got to be a lot smarter, and we can start using the technology that we have. Look, we can entrap them. Like Miss Joyce, like Miss uh, Miss Audrey said yesterday, we are, we are some brilliant people. If we don't buy into to the emotional anger that seems to always trigger us all the time, that's our young people. That's their problem. They so, they don't think well enough to before they react. That's why so many of them in prison, and the prison system is waiting on them. It's all about antagonizing them to be an, antagonistic. And they're buying right into that. So, uh, yeah, you know, if we want to, if we want to survive, we got to teach our children to bite the look one more time. You know, be a punk for the day. Just be a punk for the day. Even with their own, even That's with their right. own peers, even That's with their right. own peers, be a punk for the day. And then tomorrow you know you'll mean? feel better about it because you will have learned something. Amen. You will have learned something. Thank you. 
Well, let me just say this, um, Cheryl. We heard our president talking about making America great again and talked about uh, years back when people who objected uh, to certain other people would be beaten on the spot uh, without any uh, regret. So obviously this man talked about the violence perpetrated on people of color uh, that was done without regret. And now the people on the fringes are feeling that I can now walk around any city I want to, start any mess I want to, and knowing that I'm not able to physically beat these people, I can just pull out my weapon and shoot them. So now we got a state attorney who's going to decide whether this white man had the right to execute this man uh, because he got pushed down. Yeah. Um, you know, when I think about, you know, what you were saying about how he said to make America great again, you know, I think all the time that we can make it what we want to make it. We don't have to buy into playing to, you know, the things that's going on. And I think that everybody kind of touched on it a little bit. But um, when we when we give into the things that are going on right now, you know, we are we buying into meaning making it just the way. Just what he said, making America great again. So read between the lines and don't fall into that trap of doing just what he wants us to do because whether we know it or not, that's a form of psychology that he's using. But we can make it better for ourselves if we pull together and do the things that we're supposed to, you know, do, but um, you know, just like Joyce say all the time, you know about um, don't let, just don't let them um, get us there. And I think that everybody else just kind of mentioned it. Don't let us, don't let the things get us trapped up. But I do believe that we can, we can make America better instead of focusing on what he's saying, you know, and if you just think about it, think about what he's trying to get us to do is to make it great for them in the sense of the way he wanted to be. But we are more powerful, and I heard somebody say, you know, that I think that Audrey said yesterday, we are, we are great people. We just have to start using our minds and our strength in the way that is going to help us to come up until the point where, and when I say come up, I don't mean, you know, rich and all of this. I mean come up from where we are. And just like Joyce always said, you know, support our younger generation that is always trying to do something. Back them up. You know, be on their side. Don't, you know, don't talk about what, 
what happened long ago to them when they're trying to move us ahead, you know, and even if we touch on it, it's okay, but not to stay on it because we have a job to do and we can fall. And that's what our problem is. We have been falling. So, yeah, we can we can make it better in that sense and not to the way he said make America great again. Well, it is true. As we look over these laws that are being created throughout our country and uh, recognize that when uh, people say they want uh, want to carry weapons, they're not talking about us. Uh, D. They're not talking about African Americans being and uh, and Latinos and Hispanics being able to protect their family in the same way white America protects their family. Trying, they're talking about them protecting themselves against the violence that they suggest is being perpetrated on them. So you're right. I'm sure that that jury was was all white, uh, uh, available mostly white. Uh, when they denied this lady the right to protect herself and her child from a man who already was put on probation for beating her. So it is funny how they can be afraid of men, African-American men. Somehow she wasn't supposed to be afraid of her ex. And she was just supposed to let him come in her house and perpetrate his violence on her and not get a way to protect herself. Well, you know, uh, and I I can appreciate that. But, you know, that's where uh, we have to make sure that uh, people get the right kind of attorney that's going to ask the right questions. Like, for instance, you know, on the jury, you know, uh, the question should be asked of a white person. And this is a $100,000 question. Uh, now, a white person should be asked this question right here. All right? What would you do? You came out the Walmart, and there's a, a man, let's uh, uh, say there's a black man, uh, got your wife or your mother pinned in the car shouting and pointing at her. And what would your reaction be? when you come out of that Walmart. You already know the answer to that. And so for them to say anything other than what the obvious is, they will be lying. You know. So but uh but you know, to go back to the new strategy and I have to put emphasis on new. The new strategy. And it, and part of the new strategy is to um like like Michelle just said, when we're talking to our young people, we not re- we got to remember not to talk at them. Like for instance, like back in my time, or back in my day, we didn't do it like that, or we did it different than that. You know, that that gets kind of obnoxious and boring, and and we should already understand that they turn off real quickly. So uh, there is a need for adult psychology. And I'm not going to call it reverse psychology. I'm going to call it adult psychology. We are the adults. And, you know, and, and the playing field is, 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 is laid out and waiting on us. Hear me now. 
the playing field is laid out and waiting on us. The playing field that's so readily available is social media. Showing up. If 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 we want to make an impact tonight, we can go on social media or uh, in any of them groups, and especially uh uh, uh in some of those adult groups, uh, uh uh adult conversation groups. Notice that the adult conversation are not the, the conversation that we have. Okay? And so that being said, we got to help steer them. Just like if you were a, a, a cattle rancher and you're trying to steer the herd in the direction that you're trying to go, you got to poke them a little bit. And so we got to learn how to poke, but poke with with love, but still aggression to try to get them where it is that they should be going in the right direction. Because, you know, uh, 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 and lastly, saying that a lot of our families uh, and a lot of our modern-day families don't have both mothers and fathers. Okay, we know that. And then if, if both parents are not there, then something's going to be missing when it comes down in the way of a child should be raised. We know that. Okay? That gives us our responsibility. That's our responsibility as these adults, this, the ones that are born in the 50s and the 60s and the early 70s. You know, we supposed to have learned something by now. And so that being said, <laughs> let's take the bull by the horns and steer that bull in the direction it should go. Thank you. Well, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back and uh, give everybody an opportunity to find it, say their final word. Uh, and uh, so, you know, this is one of those things where we're going to have to go over it over and over again because this is a fight that we're going to have to fight for a long time. And Donald Trump has re recreated a conflict or a division uh, between people. All right, we'll be right back. We got it together, didn't we? We've definitely got our thing together, don't we? Isn't that nice? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it really, really? I can easily feel myself slipping more and more away into that super world of my own. Nobody but you and me. We've got it together, baby.
you know, and with that being said, like I always say, whatever we do, we can always do more. All right. Uh, Joyce, your final thoughts this evening? Well, I think we need to take uh, Dee's advice and we can go back and listen to some Farrakhan. And not only Farrakhan, we need to uh, listen to Malcolm X. Because these two representatives, as you know, the government turned the blacks against them, saying that uh, they were bad. But when you look at their and what they presented, they, they taught us how to be men. Uh, Malcolm X taught you how to spot the devil, what to look for, how to read them. We need to go back and reach back in time and get those survival methods that our ancestors did in order for us to uh, survive this ordeal that we, new generation, is uh, being approached with. Thank you. All right, and D, your final thought is this evening. Yes, sir. I like that idea that Miss Joyce just had. You know, um, you know, when you're dealing with a, a hostile takeover, um, what the Nazis did. Uh, first thing they did when they took over a town, they burned they burned all the books. Uh, they burned uh, they burned down the libraries, and the reason for doing that so you won't have a history to turn back to. And so you will be geared to believe anything that they tell you. Um, so, uh, yes, um, um, to go back in, in, in the history books and, and the videos of Malcolm X and, and Farrakhan and all, just for the study of it, I think that's an excellent idea. Also, go on social media, on social media um, and it, uh, put, put in your input. You got to help these people um, return in the right direction. They're pretty low, so it's up to us to help them. Thank you. I want to just continue to say that I thank you guys so much for your continued support. It is important that uh, we have people who don't mind taking a little time out their day to call in and talk about these different subjects uh, because this is not going to go away unless we're willing uh, to talk about it, plan of action, and implement that plan. We have to let people know that our lives are as valuable to us as anyone else, and we're not going to let our friends, families, or other people we don't even know let their lives go away and be their blood be spilled on the street without there being some repercussions. We have to let our society know that we're not going to continue to blindly allow them to create laws and to implement them laws and let our blood be spilt on the street without there being some repo. There has to be some type of accountability for our mayors, for our police chiefs, uh, for our sheriffs when it comes to the lives being lost on our streets. I want to thank all of you for your continued participation, and I look forward to you on tomorrow's show. Take care, everybody. See you tomorrow on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. Your host, James T. Deshay. Call in at 657-309 because we got things to talk about. Take care, everybody.
Stay with me while we grow. 